This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. everybody welcome to another episode of black korea i am your host andy it's your boy kp it's your guy Sheldon j randy amanda and your favorite korean girl tiffany and as always the man in the back man with the plan big mike done it darkness is spreading darkness is spreading. <laughs> hey, it's spread to tiffany hey man so uh before we start this episode um i don't know if y'all heard from raf but I have a small announcement, a pretty big announcement to make. Um, so I started a business recently. Oh. And yeah. Um, so I'm going to be working f- pretty much full time on that. Um, there's no other easy way to say this, but uh, um, this is going to be my last week on Black Korea. Oh, oh, wow. You're yeah. a retirer, man? I am retiring. Um, I thought long and hard about it. But, um, and I'm really sorry to you guys, you know, because, like, you know, that's kind of a big responsibility on me for just you know, kind of dropping it out. But I, I really did think about it a lot. Um, I'm really sorry, but, you know, I am going to be working full time on this. Um, Promote it. Promote it while you're on air. So I'll like, you know, basically it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be clothing. I don't want to get too deep into it yet because um, we're still setting up a lot of stuff right now, Um, but we're going to be launching like pretty soon. So we'll see how it goes. But, um, I just want to let y'all know that um, I'm very sorry, but you know this is something that I, I I'm pretty passionate about right now. So and it's going to be taking up all, all of my time really. Um, but thank you guys for uh, the ride. But uh, we'll get into that later. But I just wanted to let you guys know. Um, yeah, this will be my last week. Well, congratulations, Andy, on going after your dreams. I think that's very bold of you. I wish you so much success and your your business and you know grind it out man see you at the top yeah. i'm i'm serious i'm so sorry guys but thank you for the time y'all been great man but um let's make this a good show yeah for sure for sure, yeah. right, sure. <clears throat> before we get into it i just want to give a big shout out to dead end studios if you need any type of audio or video type of needs make sure you hit them up at deadendstudiosatl.com also on social media at deadendstudiosatl make sure you also give us a follow at black korea podcast on ig 
also on Black Korea ATL on Twitter. And if you want to hit us up, have any questions, just want to engage with us, you could always find us at Black Korea ATL at gmail.com. Hey. Hey. So, yeah, man. Um, we're going to start the show as always with uh, bringing our own topics. So, if anybody has one, feel free to go on. Anybody got anything for today? No. No. I'm white. I'm a little numb with the atmosphere. If no, it's cool because we still have another topic. So me and Mike had a pretty extensive debate a few nights ago. Um, I'm going to be honest, I was a little drunk. So my mind's a little fuzzy from what we talked about. But um, Mike, it, so it seemed like you had something on your chest or, you know, kind of kind of walk us through what was going on through your mind at the time. Nah, it was let or actually maybe we should start with the comment that kind of sparked the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. But maybe that would make sense. So give us some context. Right. Well. Okay. So, sorry to interrupt, Mike. No, 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 no. You good, you good. No, you're right, you're right. Because I was wondering how it all even started. So it all started from the um a uh, comment that we got from a DM we got from a a, a listener saying Can I just read the whole thing? Yeah. Please yeah. do. Y'all, I just want to say, my eyes are so good for them to not have been done in two months. <laughs> <laughs> or, Shell, do you have it? Uh-oh. I got it. It's right here because I was reading over. It says, hey, Black Korea, this message is from, let me start from the top, David Shin. So he goes, hey, Black Korea, just listen to the Can Black Be Racist episode. I think the reason why Asians have an issue with the claim that when we go through discrimination, it isn't racism, is because it undermines the struggles we go through. We aren't trying to compare our struggles with the black community goes with what the black community goes through. The only winner when comparing struggles is the oppressors. But to validate our own struggles, we just want the acknowledgement that Asians are oppressed simply because of our race. And I think there absolutely is systems that oppressed Asian people, for example, the music, sports, and media industries. When looking at the system as those industries, the Asian Americans are severely underrepresented. Uh, those systems were created and running away that disfavors people of Asian descent. And then on went with, so Mike, Mike what was, after reading that, like, well, what was, and we're going to have to kind of repeat what we went through that night, but like, what were some thoughts that were running through your mind at the time? Um, I mean, we don't have to go through the whole thing. You know, we can do short story long. Um, right. Basically, he started out with, we are trying to compare our struggles with the black community. Well, what the black community goes through, the only awareness when comparing struggles is the oppressors, which is true. Then he goes on to compare struggles between each community and it's like he says we just want to acknowledge me that Asians are oppressed simply because of our race nobody black is denying that Asians are oppressed because they're raised by white people nobody's denying that my whole point is black people don't have time to worry about that as you can see the events that unfolded this weekend we have a lot on our plate as it is. Mm-hmm. 
as number one. And number two, black people have experienced and continue to experience racism from Asians. So it's hard for an Asian person to go to a black person and talk about racism and oppression when black people are getting racism and oppression, well, not oppression, but racism. We're getting oppression from white people, but we're getting racism from some Asians. So if you're having that conversation with black people, you have to have an expectation that we're going to look at you sideways. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not disrespecting that y'all also experience some racism in this world, without a doubt. But you can't have some Asians being racist to black people and then you as an Asian person going to a black person saying, hey, look at my struggle. You, you dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We can't relate to it because the racism that you experience is vastly different from what we experience. Okay. You know, we can't even be in the house. We can't even be in our own homes without being oppressed upon. I mean, the guy in Texas, I can't remember his name right up, uh, John Botham. He was in his house minding his business, lady busting and shooting. The young lady in um, Indianapolis two weeks ago, she in her house minding her business. Police just started shooting from outside, inside. We can't even be in the house. No other ethnic group is experiencing this kind of systemic oppression and attack in this country. It's just not. And it's not just here that we experience this. No matter where, where we go in this world as black people, people are fucking with us constantly. And that doesn't happen to other people. Period. It just doesn't. No matter where we go, people are fucking with us. Mm -hmm. No matter where we go, white people are trying to get rid of us. And this is hundreds of years. So it's, it's just not the same. So it's not that we don't recognize other people experience racism. It's not to the level that we have to deal with. Like you can leave your house and not have no problems. You can leave your house, you can wear whatever you want to wear, go wherever you want to go. 99.9% of the time, nobody's fucking Anytime I leave the house, I got to think about everything. Everything. Do I wear this? Can I wear this? Should I drive this car? Should I do that? Can I go here? Can I go shop there? Can I drive through this neighborhood? I do photography. I have to shoot a lot of houses in predominantly white neighborhoods. What are they going to say if I park on this side of the street? What do they see me in this driveway? I've been approached by Karens while I'm out doing my job, just being nosy, getting ready to call the police. What are you doing here? Who owns this house? Why are you the photographer? Like questions like that. I had a gun pulled on me while I'm out shooting the house. That's not something other people would have to deal with. So while I understand you're affected by racism, I don't have the time or the space to concern myself with that. Because the black community is, you know, dealing, you pretty much got bigger problems to deal with in a simpler way of saying. 
which, which I mean, yeah, I get. That's true. Um, I think from what I got out of it, though, was like, um, I mean, as simple as what you said, though, like, I guess Asians do want the acknowledgement that, you know, shitty stuff happens to us, too, because, you know, the color of our skin, you know, um, and y'all got to get our hand put in the work, though. What do, you, what do you mean by that? We've been out here fighting oppression in this country since they brought our ancestors over here. Mm -hmm. And when you see protests or you see people organizing boycotts, you don't see a whole lot of Asian faces there. When you look at politics, you don't see a whole lot of Asian faces there. You don't. Asians are usually very quiet, go along to get along. Right. And what he said, but I'm sorry to cut you, Mike, but what he's trying to say is, you know, nobody's going to fight for you on anything. You got to fight for yourself. Right. And it's like, I would know, agree with that, though. I would agree with that because, like, this kind of goes back to, remember that time I talked about um, when, you know, some white kids, they posted a, a picture of a bunch of just, it's just a random picture of fucking Asians, you know, saying like, oh, we finna play uh, this school tomorrow because, you know, that school is predominantly, there's a lot of Koreans on that team. Yeah. Um, you know, we see that type of shit and we're like, what the fuck? Um, I would have to agree with that though, because like I said something about it. Like I, I posted it on um, like Facebook back in the day and I was like, dude, this is fucked up. I hope people at the school like really do something about this. Like the Asian community really needs to stand up, you know? And there's, there's a very few amount of us that actually do that. Um, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it is our culture that we do stay quiet. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that's simple as I thought. I mean, I would have to agree with that. That's a very good point that you make. Um, I think it's only because, sorry to cut you off, Wendy. I think it's only because you got to think about the history. Like you said, Mike, um, black and white have been fighting against, you know, civil rights and everything since back in the day, right? Hundreds of years. And uh, you gotta understand that Asians didn't really dominantly come to the United States or had a voice to do anything. It was all minorities and immigrants um, and immigrants that weren't speaking the language. So we weren't able to fight. We weren't able to do anything. We weren't able to stand up for ourselves at all because we don't know. And uh, you gotta think about, okay, the second generation from, uh, like 60s and 70s when everybody like majority of the um asians came over here in 60s and 70s and uh, their kids are the ones that were taught to hey you know what as an immigrant when i first came here mom and dad came here i didn't speak a language so learn the language get a good job because you're not going to get acknowledgement until you become a doctors and lawyers and hire a people and you have a white color job so they started doing that and then I think now is a time that Asians are voicing their opinion because this is our like third generation saying, hey, you know what? We've been, done, we've been doing ourselves a favor of getting a better job, getting higher education. But at the same time, even though we have our voice and we know how to speak the language, we're not able to uh, voice ourselves or even be, have our own movies until um, Crazy Rich Asians. And uh, People don't recognize that part. And I think that's the only thing that is a little different. I'm not saying uh, African-Americans are dealing with a lot of crazy stuff and it's not fair at all. 
and the way people go about handling things is not fair but it's just all we're saying is very different sense that hey you know what we acknowledge it we understand it but we just want you to know that we are struggling with the two and we want attention and now we're voicing it you know and but i think that statement is 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 kind of hard to say without trying to make it sound like we're trying to compare our struggle with the black community as well. Like, I think that's a big thing too, you know what I'm saying? Cause when we, when we, when Asians say that it, it automatically sounds like we're trying to compare struggles, you know what I'm saying? Well, right. we're only- I think if, if, if you want as much acknowledgement and fight from the black community, you have to show up and, and lend your support, become our ally, become our brothers and sisters. If you expect us to, because we're all created equal in God's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. You, I think the expectation for that type of acknowledgement to fight your fight when you don't fight us in our fight. Help us fight our fight. I would have to disagree with that, though, because, I mean, I think there are a lot of Asian groups that stand with black people during whether it's like, let's say, for example, uh, you know, whatever. Fucking protest or whatever's going on, right? Like, uh, for example, when the whole Rodney King was going out, was it Rodney King? No, it was back in the day. Huey something. You remember that? Something with Huey something but then like was it the yellow peril was like a group of asian american activists that stood with um black protesters to support them as well but those kind of things like and that kind of stuff happens now but i just feel like those kind of things that's unnoticed too though like nobody you're breaking up did you know about the yellow peril no he's breaking up yeah So can you say it one more time? You're breaking up. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, when, when people like the yellow peril or whatever the case may be, like, and whether other, when there are other groups that are there to support the black community during certain times of struggle, um, I feel like sometimes when we're there, it still becomes unnoticed, you know? So when we are there for, uh, for support, it doesn't even really matter because people don't even know about it. If that makes sense. I, I think we should all be treated fairly and equally, um, Andy. I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to discredit that you encounter, or not just you, but Asians mm-hmm. encounter um, a level of racism. Um, it, it's not fair, right? We can we can all acknowledge that. Um, it's. That's just not where my fight is, though. I can think that, though. I mean, of course not. It can't be because, I mean, like Mike said, I mean, y'all are dealing with, like, a lot of bullshit, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I I, I got where he was coming from, though, like the the person who DM'd us because, you know, there have been times when, you know, and I can't speak for all Asians, you know what I'm saying? Because this is is just me, you know? And I grew up... um, in Atlanta for my entire life. So, you know, I felt there's been times when I try to back up, you know, whether they're black, Mexican, whoever the case may be, like whenever I try to back them up and in my eyes, personally, like I see everybody as a minority, you know, like if we're not white, we're going to have some sort of struggle. Right. So I felt like, you know, we should be there for each other. But when I felt like it was time to, you know, 
go the other way and I needed their help that it just wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not saying that like all like black people are like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's just personally what I went through. I, I mean, I so it really kind of goes both ways if you think about it too. I kind of what Andy is saying too, because I, I lived in a bunch of different places in the United States. I lived in Northeast. I lived in West. I lived now in South. And uh, I have never seen it this big of a strong black community in Atlanta, but at the same time, it's very divided still. And it, like I go volunteer in middle school, high schools, where it's dominantly African-American um, school. And it, when I go there, I just feel so isolated and uh, very unwelcomed. Like I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to help. You know, I'm just trying to say, hey, kids, you know, we can do this and we can do that as a minority. I've been through this struggle, been through that struggle. And some of the things I can relate to, I have been through like minority life. I have been through not knowing the language. I have been through so many different things in my life, too. But they don't want to hear it because I'm not black. And I have a fiance who's African-American, Latino. And if I have a baby, it's going to be. Blasian, and that baby's gonna go through some struggles. And when I talk about that stuff, that's when people are like, Oh, you know what? You can be part of my group. But until I talk about my stuff, they don't say, Hey, you know, even though you're Asian and we've been through some of the struggles together, I don't really care about you because you don't look like me. Mm. I'm not just talking about black people, but I think it goes all around when I'm with Latinos, when I'm with anybody. You know? And that, that brings up a good point. So, like, I think, like, and this is kind of, like, kind of going off. This is just kind of, like, a own segment on its own. But, like, it's um, to kind of define what it's like to be Asian in America is, like, the way we saw it was, okay, we're obviously not white. So, we're obviously with the minorities, right? Like, that's kind of how you're, you're kind of grown up. Like, I'm, I'm going to chill with the black folks. I'm going to chill with the Mexican folks. I'm going to chill with the other Asians, you know, because I'm, I'm not white. You know, it's totally different. But then you're kind of, you end up being like a minority out of a minority. So even like, I know like in prison, right? Um, you know. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> like I know in prison, right? They'll they'll categorize like you know the white people stick with the white. Why can't you say like high school or something like and, that? No, but, right. no, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out hear me and speak out his experience and opinion, man. No, 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 hear me out, hear me out. So the way they categorize Asians, though, they 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 call them the others. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not oh. even the Asian; it's just the others. And that may be because Is this like the HBO series or something. No, no, this is on the wire. No, you chilling with the white folks, you chilling with the black folks, and then you have the others. And that, no, that, I've never seen no the Asians were just Asians. The Asian kids always hung yeah. out with Asian kids. If you needed help, you went and found your Asian friend that that knew her shit and was gonna tutor you and teach you. Like, or you got brainwashed and you're always hanging out with white folks. Or, 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 that's a good one. That's a good one. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't like it was a million Asians around, so it wasn't like you had a bunch. Right, and that's what I was going to say. Like that might be because there's there's not a lot of Asians in prison. You know, what I'm saying like maybe that's the only you know. Are we still talking about prison? <laughs> Andy, Andy, you trying yeah. to tell us something? You've been in prison, man. No, I've never been. Prison. been. <laughs> like, I've so never like, been to prison. Where Where are you getting this this information from? <laughs> oh I've my god. I've been in a few holding cells, not prison. <laughs> You've never been a gym pop. Yeah, but um, I mean, let, let's cut this short because I don't want to like keep rambling on. But I'm kind of glad we had that small debate though, because I mean, as always, like, I mean, I hope out of this conversation, like, you know, y'all as black people kind of feel what we're saying. Like, I hope y'all learn something because I learned something. I got something. I got something. Like, Tiffany, I'm really going to shift my energy. Like, I don't necessarily have to always. You speak up wrong across the board. And though I stand for my people, I also stand for all people. And, you know, you do show up to help. You have to be able to receive that and just come from a place of love. So that kind of just, I've shifted my energy. And that's the right way to think about it. But, you know, we're all human and. Let's be honest. At the end of the day, we think about ourselves, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, I'm, I'm still glad that me and Mike had that conversation, though, because, I mean, shit, he, like, he made some valid points that, that some points that didn't even cross my mind, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, shit, he's right about that, though. You know what I'm saying? So these discussions, I, I'm all for it because it's the only way that we're going to learn at the end of the day. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is true. So, Mike, I love you, buddy. And uh, you don't get different perspective or different opinions. Right. So let's let's keep these debates going, though, man. Like, this is the only way anything's going to ever work. Yeah, Agreed. this is the last episode, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the listeners, if you're listening to this, whether you're black or Asian, you know, <laughs> make sure you DM us because, you know, it's, it's your DMs, like David Shin that DM'd us earlier, you know, it's because of him that we have these discussions too, you know, like he brought up these points. So if you want to engage with us, you want to find us, like you guys have to engage with us too. Cool? Cool. So before we go on to the uh, main topic, we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. 
All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Before I get on with the main topic, I just want to give another big shout out to Dead End Studios. If you need any type of audio or video type of needs, if you want to start your own podcast, make sure you hit them up at deadendstudiosatl.com. Also on social media at deadendstudiosatl. Make sure you also give us a follow at Black Korea Podcast on IG. Also on Black Korea ATL on Twitter. If you want to engage with us, send us a message. You know where to find us at blackkoreaatl at gmail.com. Hey. hey. So, main topic. This has gone, all of this has happened in one week. White folks have gone crazy. Karens have gone crazy. I'll just go down the list. Youth pastor, yeah, youth pastor claims he was kidnapped by black men to avoid admitting he was in a hotel room. Another Florida woman who said two black men abducted her autistic son actually drowned the boy in a canal um and here's another one from a is a karen report video of white women calling cops on black men in central park draws outrage and last but not least i think this was the biggest one um i'm sorry i forgot his name but um pretty much a cop george floyd yeah there you go george floyd he was he was killed Let's just be honest. He was killed by a cop. He was murdered. He was assassinated right. in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the video? I did. I, no. It was horrendous. You don't want to see it. No, yeah. I couldn't like, watch it. I couldn't he, watch it. He was literally like begging for his life. Like, yo, I can't breathe. Like, and it wasn't like a struggling, I can't breathe, like a fake, you know? It was like, yo, I'm about to fucking die. Like, that shit was horrendous. But what's what's going on with that now? I guess is that cop going to be? I guess it's too early to know. But is is he going to be punished or what's going on? Well, right now the four cops they're um, they're fired for the moment. And that's all we know so far. Four cops are fired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the main cop that was on them, the Asian cop that was there next to him, and. Um, there's two other cops that were there as well. It was like Asian cops standing and blocking the crowds from coming closer to the scene. And uh, um, a white cop was on top of the guy and had a knee on that black man's throat. So it was like just punching against, you know, smushed against the floor on a cement and then just died right there. And then there was a black guy standing, like sitting next, right next to the white guy, uh, white cop, and uh, he was just doing the same thing, just like standing there, not doing anything. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely a police brutality. <sighs> it's just crazy how all this happened in one week. The one that really pissed me off, though, like, I mean, not to downplay each you know, story over the other. But the one that really bothered me was um, the video of the white woman calling the cops on the dude at Central Park because, like, what was the fucking, like, why was she freaking out? Like, what was he doing? Being black. Like, I mean, he was just recording, right? He was well, what being was, black. What and he asked her re- to, he, it is a requirement when you are in Central Park to keep your dog on a leash. Uh-huh. And he asked her to put her dog on the leash. Oh, so Karen and, got Karen. And she didn't like that. Well, the dog was kind of out of control. 
and he she was like kind of she she was choking the dog too if you look like on the leash yeah, yeah. Her dog. was that hers yeah. uh she adopted it i believe um in the adoption center they took it back i heard she was fired from her job as well yeah yeah I think the reason that this one bothers me so much is because I deal with so many Karens at my, at my job that I'm like, dude, why are you fucking acting like that? You know, yes, that one doesn't bother me near as much because nobody lost their lives. You can. Right. And like I said, like, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay one out the other, you know what I'm saying? It's just, this one was like, it just made me cringe a little bit, but. How did you not cringe watching you watch the video of that man die? No, no, I'm not saying I'm not cringing. I'm not saying I'm not cringe saying. and be like, this is this is what we're talking about right now. That's How did you talking. not cringe? How did that not bother you watching somebody die? No, no, no. I'm not that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to downplay one out of the other. Like that shit was fucking horrendous and it was disgusting. You know what I'm saying? It was to the point where like I stopped watching because I just couldn't watch that shit. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know. Say his name, Andy. Say his name. He's in a hashtag now. I can't. I can't tell you his name. Yes, yeah, right. It's, it's it's to the point where it's 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 a lot. It's just it's just ridiculous at this point, and it's a lot. It's it's a lot, and like I said, the Karens and and the stuff like that. I I don't like it. That bothers me too, but to take someone's life from the people who are supposed to be protecting you. It's almost like children, you know, children getting molested and stuff like that by their parents. You know, you're supposed to protect me mm-hmm. yet here you are abusing me. It's just, it's just, it's unreal. It's, it's not, it's not human. I think the part that, that really uh, bothered me the most about it is it's like he was, he was complying. Um, like, I mean, growing up uh, from a young child, you know, my dad always taught me to, you know, come and comply. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, all these things. And, you know, he complied. So it's like, no matter what you do, you're, you're, still, you're still a target. Like, his life was worth less than what the, the check that he, that he wrote at the, at the deli. Um, that's... That's that's super hard to to swallow. I mean, this is right. I mean, this has happened for so long. But before we go on, Brandy, what I'm trying to say is, I'm not trying to downplay. Like, obviously, this is like fucking horrible, and I'm not saying this was worse than the other. You know what I'm saying? I know, but like you said, you cringed at it, and it was just kind of like, did you watch the video? It was so nonchalant, you know, it was so passive. And, I understand. And how you discuss the topic, right? Because we're in, we have to be careful with our words. Mm-hmm. Is though we don't have the largest platform, people still go back. You know, I'm just I'm even reflecting off the things that I've said previously, right? Mm-hmm. A man lost his life, and I agree. And I apologize. You know, I'm not trying to like not no, like. But he wasn't the only black man that lost his life. Like mm-hmm. this scenario happened over and over and over again, and all we are watching are videos of someone's brother, someone's husband someone's father and we get no justice right what i'm trying to say is this like i'm not trying to downplay one over the other i mean i find this horrific out of all 
I'm just saying when I was reading this, it was just a comment I made that this, you know, I mean, this, it just made me cringe. That's, it was just a comment I made. I understand. I'm not trying to downplay. Karen's a mess. Karen is a mess. Karen got fired. We nice that and Karen. It, another Karen's using her, her white privilege. If, <laughs> if white privilege was a person, it would be Karen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just glad that, I'm glad that guy was able to go home with his family. But, right. you know, not everybody gets to do that. And it's, and it's, like I said, these people have new stories. I talked to my son now. Since since this happened, I've talked to my son every single day to tell him how much I love him and to just be careful out here, you know. And my mom called me today just telling me to be careful. You know, we got a lot of stuff on our plate. We're dealing with coronavirus, and, you know, all these different issues, a, a president that, you know, that doesn't even, not even, you know, he ain't worth the time to talk about. But we have all these different issues, yet we're, you know, dealing with this. It just doesn't make sense. This is a control. Yeah. I was always taught to control the controllables. This is a control, and it's not being controlled. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I don't have a lot on it to to say about it because I I can't change it myself personally all the time. You know, like like I want to rather. So I just kind of, mm-hmm, it's it's just tough. I have a question. Like I said before, um, the guy that I'm marrying is dark-skinned, and if I have a baby, it's going to come out dark-skinned. So uh, one of the fear when I hear news like this is the fact that, honestly, if I were to marry a white person or Asian person, I don't have to deal with the situation, like Mike said before. But... Because I fell in love with somebody who was our skin did, my babies might have to go through something like this. So what are some of the things that you guys had to deal with or had to be taught growing up? You know, Shelton said, hey, you know, I love you, saying uh, how much you appreciate somebody and then saying uh, be careful out there is one thing. But what are some other things that, other people, other race don't know about that as a parent, teach them. Try to avoid white people you don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's the long and the short of it. Avoid the police. Don't be out fucking up, giving people a reason to pull you over. Right. Giving cops any reason to come and harass you and avoiding white people you don't know. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. It's, it's, it's just, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a lot to it. I've been in situations in my life that I don't think um, that I would never want my children to be in. And, and talking to them and, and, yeah, you know, see, my kids are shielded from a lot of things. So a lot of this stuff I have to talk to them about and teach them because they don't see it. And, and your, your fiance, your husband, Tiffany, he has a strong responsibility. As a black man, he's, he has a, a, a duty not only to educate you on some of these things, but when you do have these children, he's going to have to be instrumental in that. I don't, I don't, you know, I can't emphasize that enough. You know, it's important that, that you um, do as best you can to teach. Because you can't, some of this stuff can't be prevented. Like, you know what I'm saying? But whatever you can control, you control. 
And that's what, that's the biggest responsibility. And that's the biggest thing to look out for. And talking to your children every day, every single day, like I said, I make sure that I tell my son something. I try to give him a gym every day at this point. And this COVID stuff to all the other stuff that's going on is just more fuel to make sure that he has everything that he needs. And I'll tell you something, like I said, it's something I, I kind of touched on it, but it's interesting. My children are privileged. We, we know that. But in that privilege, they miss out on a lot of the education that I was given because I wasn't privileged growing up. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's mm-hmm. a lot that, that they don't see. Like, they don't see as much prejudice where I live. They don't see prejudice because they can, they can do things and go places and have things that I couldn't have had, you know? So I have to make sure that I'm that support system to make sure that they have what they're lacking in that area and what they're missing as far as their strength goes. Dealing with adversity. Can I say something something real quick? Um, Just, just to, or just about that. I think it's, um, I think it's just worth noting that uh, that's not a part of, that's not a part of like privilege that I've kind of thought about. Like when you speak about your your kids and like how they don't have to deal, so it has to be you know kind of taught in instead. So like certain things have to be taught instead, or mm-hmm. that kind of just like kind of struck a note. And I just wanted to say that I didn't really have anything to kind of expound about that, but but that's not really something I think about very often. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought, sorry, I thought it was just interesting. Growing up, I grew up in the countryside of Maryland, where. I went to private school and the public school I went to was majority just black and white, no Asians at all. And uh, that was my life. And uh, to frankly, like I, all the white people that I saw were, you know, white color job parents and everything. And uh, black kids that I went to school with weren't doing as well. So it was very stereotypical countryside place. Um, so that's what I knew growing up. And when I started moving around to DC area and California and everywhere else, that's when I realized, wow, I was like so sheltered and I was not able to see all these different types of people and all these different race and ethnicity. And because of that, I wasn't taught of certain things that other minorities and families have been teaching their kids. So it's just interesting to see for me to be in a situation like this and see the struggle that certain people a certain group go through. And maybe that is some, like I have to be in that shoes later on, you know? I don't think you could ever really prepare um, your children or protect them from the police that are supposed to protect and serve us because that's where the majority of the manslaughter and assassinations come from. Um, You just have to remember to remain compliant. You have to remind them to be respectful. Um, And I have been blessed. I've had encounters with police officers that were white and I have been very blessed to never experience racism from a white police officer. And have you ever, have you ever like, 
So, I mean, from what you're saying, like police have pretty much been straight with you because of your politeness. Have you ever been like fucked with the police just because? No. Every time that I've encountered the police, I've done some shit. I think it's also different. Right? Oh, we, we lost what you, what you, can you repeat that? Sorry. I would think that it's a little different from black woman dealing with cops than black man dealing with cops. Uh, no, not sometimes. Yes, but not all the time. You know, being a black woman, I still have a target on my back. I'm still looked at, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that in, in a lot of cases with, with the black men, it's intimidation. And if you're dealing with a cop that feels intimidated, he feels threatened. And along with the threat, along with prejudice and the right, that's when these things happen. Um, but it definitely happens to black women, too. The, it, it, it definitely does. It's just... And like you said, it's really no prep. It's really no true prep for it. Um, but each situation is different. Each one is different. I mean, like, I've had friends that, you know, said that they've had encounters with a police officer, that they would just be messing with them because they were sitting at the bus stop, you know, trying to get home from work. Police officer, why are you out here? Getting questioned, you know, just for no reason. Asking for identification, you know. I got pulled over three weeks ago for nothing. For what nothing. Happened? What happened? Um, he pulled me over. He said I was in Kanye's riding, and I have South Carolina tags on my car, but he pulled me over, and he said, what did he say? He asked to see my insurance, and he said something that didn't make sense. But he was he was okay. You know, I guess talking to me, he, he became cooler with my I guess with my dialect and I, you know, the way I talk to him, I guess I'm assuming, but he basically didn't really have a reason for pulling me over. It was something he was saying I couldn't with my tag, something about my tag or, or something he was saying, but it was some BS. That's he what was, it was. It was BS. He was fishing for an arrest. Um, yeah, a lot of cops, a lot of cops do that. Yeah, they um, they fish for arrests because they have to make quota. Quota. They fish for arrests. I've been pulled over several times. I got pulled over. The cop told me he pulled me over because my tail lights were too bright. Wow. <laughs> not the tail lights. Yeah, he wow. said my tail lights <laughs> was too bright. It's not funny at all, but the tail light. And what's crazy is when he pulled me over, he asked me where I was coming from. And hmm. I was like, you know where I'm coming from because you followed me from the grocery store parking lot. He followed me for about six miles before he pulled me over right outside of my subdivision. And I was wow, like, you know where I'm coming from because you followed me out of the grocery store parking lot. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So what's the problem? Your taillight's too bright. Do you own this car? Is this your car? Like, bro, you just ran my tag and you're looking at my driver's license. Would, would you say that there's any time that there is you guys get discriminated by black cops as well? Even if it's not as often? Yeah. I, would say, I would say so. I wouldn't say I've been discriminated by black cops, but they have been assholes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. those black cops can be a little bit more harsh. 
Why is that? Why do? You, why is that so though? I'm not a cop. Well, see, the thing about it is, it's all about authority and power. A lot of people have short man complex. It's yep. not just always. Uh, I mean, we're isolating one issue here, but you know, there's a bigger issue. You know, and these people aren't. We're dealing with people who aren't the most trained and these people who've been coming up. Like I had this one dude that I know, he, he's a cop. He wasn't respected growing up in high school. So now he got a little badge on him. You know, he got some authority behind him. So he's going to treat it a little different. And he's black. But I wouldn't want to be pulled over by him if I didn't know him. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just real. That's just real. Yet I've been pulled over by some white cops just been cool. Me and this, I got pulled over one time on Christmas Eve, and I was mad in the mud. I was really bad. But, of course, I know how to handle it, so I wasn't acting out. But me and him had a conversation. I said, come on, man. We debated about whether I ran a light or not. He said, come on, let's go sit in the car and watch. Me and him sat in his cruiser side by side and watched the video of me at the light. And I was like, yeah, I kind of did kind of run that light. But it was, it was a cool interaction. We had a great conversation. We laughed. We joked. And he was white, but it worked. So it's not like a hundred out of a hundred are bad, but it's the fact that you got some people on the force that just take that authority too far. That's what it basically boils down to. And the punishment is not severe enough and it's not coming swift enough. And there's an outcry before there's a reaction. And let's just go ahead and put it plain and simple too, Chelsea. There are a lot of white cops that are just genuinely racist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, just rally people wear clan hoods at night, wear police hats in the day. That's what it is, and because it's still, you know, remember it's still a job. So you know, that's the thing is you got people with authority in positions to use that authority at their discretion and deal with consequences later. And then when you're judged by a jury or your peers, <laughs> your peers in the same bracket is you so it's kind of like you're dealing with the same issue you know what i'm saying so it's 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 just a lot to it man and it's and that's on all walks of life it's 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 all over um real quick i'm sorry for talking so much but on dead in sports we're talking about um the black coaching issue and how there's you know in football for example it's 80 percent black players in the league maybe maybe higher now but you know there's only two coaches or three coaches or whatever that's black. So it's like these people are hiring their friends and people that look like them. And it's kind of like the good old boy system. And it's the same thing that happens in life in every other aspect. It's a good old boy system. So we don't stand a chance because we're not in those circles. And, it, and you know, until we take our power and start using it in the right way, it's, it's not going to change. But like Brandy said, basically, we got to band together and, and do it for real to show that we're a voice and that we're strength as one and make it happen. That's what that's what's needed. I have a question. So in a case like um, the most recent tragedy, like, do you think it's more highlighted when a white cop does something bad to a black person or, and not really talk about, like, different race, you know, targeting other race? Um, I definitely, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, well, I mean, I, I definitely think the the media loves to, I mean, loves to play, like, play on it. 
um, because there is always a, a large outcry and there's a, there's a major response as opposed to um, other races. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, well, I think I'm answering your question. Yeah, you are. It, it, it happens other ways too. It doesn't, it's just, once again, the percentages are higher. The numbers are higher and it's being televised at this point. So yeah. that's the difference. That's the, the real difference. You got people sitting there recording this stuff as it's happening now. And it's happening more frequently or one way to another over the other ways. And that's not to say that it doesn't happen. Let's say it it, it is happening to other people, but not to the percentages and to the, the, um, the same level as it's happening to us. It's just not. Brandy, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to downplay it. Well, no, I, I just, just want to. I wanted you to recognize your numbness to it because, I mean, it's a choice, right? I even found myself doing it because I didn't want to watch him die. I kept scrolling past, and I didn't. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to look at that. Nope, not going to watch the news today because I didn't want to see it. I wanted to continue to numb myself. But then when I saw it for the topic, I'm like, how are you not? angry i didn't watch the video i can't watch it i don't want to watch it still i can't breathe right i can't dang it and like i said i feel like you know as when somebody dies like this right like it's a given that this is obviously the worst thing that happened out of all our topics correct so really Maybe it's my defense system. I kind of want to avoid it because, I mean, this shit just makes me feel awkward. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not mm -hmm. really, I'm really not trying to downplay the situation. Like, I mean, obviously this shit is like horrendous. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that you're downplaying it. I think in, you know, I think that for you, you gravitated to what affected you directly. Like mm -hmm. you said, that one bothered you the most because you dealt with that at your job yourself. You dealt with Karen's in your life. Mm -hmm. You've never dealt with the other stuff. So it's kind of like to you, it, it doesn't, for, for us, for example, Brandy, we see ourselves, our children, our brothers, our, our sisters, our family down there. He can't see that. It doesn't look that way to him. Even though the, the thing that, but the same thing that she's saying is it's a human being, so you should still have feelings for it. But for you, you don't see your own there. So it just, it's just different. And that's that's how I, I that's probably why it's the way it is. I wouldn't even say that though. I feel like it was just like it just makes me feel awkward, man. And like I just don't want to like like I I want to stay away from it because it just makes me feel so fucking awkward. Because I I know that this is like a constant thing that happens all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like a sensitive thing for me personally just to speak up on it as well. If that makes sense. Why do you think that is? Because, I mean, me, as an agent, like, I mean, let's, let's be real, right? If, when these things kind of happens, right? And it happens a lot with the black community. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just not that big of an impact if I were to speak on it. Whereas if you guys were to speak on it. But here's the thing. It is that big because maybe if you did, it wouldn't be perceived that Asians aren't as aren't out there, you know, with us. 
and that's a part of the issue. But here's the thing, though. Like, I mean, I see so many Asian people that are speaking up on this. But you're not one of them. Right. And, like, you may have a different group of people that are on, like, under but, your timeline that you this can is, reach but, as well. Okay. But this is why, though. This is, this is kind of what I was speaking on before. Like, does, would my voice really matter, though? Because that's how I feel. Because as many times I've, I've tried to support or try to be back on it, I feel like people don't listen or see anyway. So and I think that's kind of a perfect example, whereas Asian people just kind of stay low because, I mean, people don't listen to me anyway. Well, and you have a voice and you can use your voice for whatever you feel, you know, is important to you. And, you know, the same way that you want the acknowledgement, like if when you saw that video of that Asian kid getting beat up, you were like, man, that's messed up. You were you were red, like you saw that, right? And, you know, I also kind of was like nonchalant, like, oh, it's just a kid being bullied, right? But at the end of the day, like, bully is wrong. So if we're going to just acknowledge the wrongs, let's acknowledge the wrongs. And that was somebody's son. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always someone's son. It's always someone's friend. Like, if you have black friends, like, I don't have many Asian, I don't have Asian friends. You guys are my first age, well, the first people that I've come in contact with in high school. Friends, Brandy? Well, I don't, you know, we got, we haven't even really met in person yet, Tiffany. Girl, I feel a connection, you know, though. I feel a connection. I feel a connection. <laughs> but, you know, we ain't on the phone, you know, celebrating each other yet. You know, that's what friends do. We got to come together and, like, really, you know, I, I wish you much success in your business. I think you're going to do great, right? And if, if, if we build a friendship, you would want me to celebrate if someone is wronging you, you will want me to stand up for you. And we owe it to ourselves to be that for everyone. But you can't expect that type of acknowledgement when this happens to us on a regular basis and then you say nothing. And then you want us to be outraged and get upset and defend you and defend your people, but you say nothing. That's not what I'm You're, asking. But no, but I'm saying that your voice is important. So if you if you want change for your people, you have to have change for all people and include everything. When wrong is wrong, you want to use your voice. Yes, it will. Yes, it will mean something because it because there are also Asian people who are racist or or discriminate against Black people or infrastructure their 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 buildings. They come and you know building uh, their businesses in Black neighborhoods and follow Black people around the store or don't necessarily prepare their food or rush them out the store. It, it is for you to use your voice where you can. It's for me to use my voice where we all have platforms. That's what social media is. We all have platforms. And if you have black friends, if you have Asian friends, if you have Russian friends, like you, if, if these people are your friends, it is your, it is your duty to love your neighbor and to protect your neighbor. Wouldn't that go both ways, though? Yes. I, I, Tiffany opened my eyes that I need to operate from more of a place of love. Yes. And, and that that's goes exactly both what ways. I'm saying, though. Like, it goes both ways. And the way that I perceived it, and I'm glad you said that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is exactly, everything you said was exactly true. But from what I've experienced was I try to be that person. I try to be the person that, you know, not, not even looking out for my Asian community looking up for anybody who, you know, all my minority friends, you know what I'm saying? But 
I never got that support ever. So if that's the case, it's like, why, why even like voice my opinion at this point? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've gotten to that point now though, to be honest with you, you're totally right. But I'm, I'm to that point. It's like, like, you know, if, if, if I spend all this, if I try my best to, you know, stand up for my other minority friends and they're not doing the same, it's like, I, I just don't want to do it anymore. And it's to the point where like, I don't even want to, it's just my, my own at this point. Like I don't even want to stand up for the, you know, Korean community sometimes. But the only reason I do is because that's all I have left. If that makes sense. But I, I I'm, I'm to that point now. Like, I mean, I've never had, I've never had another minority stand up for me when I did for them. When have you experienced something or can you give me a scenario where you expected one of your minority friends to use their voice on your behalf and, you know, you were just it's neglected? Like, it's like this, like, um, let's say if we're all out in a bunch, right? Um, and let's take it back to high school, for example. Like if, if I'm out with my boys, you know, and somebody fucks with one of my Mexican friends or somebody fucks with one of my black friends, you know what I'm saying? Like we're there as a group to kind of support each other, you know what I'm saying? But when it became a topic about Asians being fucked with, you know, they didn't give a fuck because they went back to their Mexican friends. They went back to their black friends because, you know, they had to pick them over me. So at that point, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what was I doing all this bullshit for then? That's, that's where I'm at. And that's, that's kind of a, a small example, but I feel like that kind of plays into certain scenarios now as well. Sounds like you had shitty friends. That Maybe part. But I mean, I, I can't remember a time when. Yeah. How many black friends do you actually have? I, 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 mean, I can't put a number on it. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was asking. I think. I understand where you're coming from, Andy. I totally do. I still am in a lingo phase where when I hang out with my black friends, they don't consider me as one of them. When I hang out with my white friends, they don't consider me as one of them. Like, even in Korean community, I'm dating outsider to them. So uh, I'm not one of them either. So I'll never be Andy to whether they're black, who or whoever they are. Like, I'll never be Andy. I'll always be Asian Andy or that Asian kid, if that makes sense. I think that's and everybody, though. You know, everybody that's minority. I don't know. I would have to disagree and with that. It, like that circle, if you play in a different circle and you're different race, physical you're appeal. Person, you just got to embrace that. And you got to just say, hey, you know what? But I'm just going to be a better person and I'm going to do the 
instead of saying, hey, you know what, you hurt me and I'm just going to move on and I'm just going to shut myself out. Like just, you know, like, like I gave you an example before, I, I still go to uh, help like a place called Europe. It's a black uh, community nonprofit organization. I went there to um, volunteer because it's black society where all the college graduates that are minorities or black kids that are not getting a good job or doesn't know how to get an interview or doesn't know how to write a resume because they were never taught as such or they don't really know better. I go to volunteer in middle school and high schools where it's majority like black community and then I literally see like a couple of like white kids or Latinos or whatever and then I'm still hanging out with them, spending time with them to show them, hey, you know what, there is one other Asian person out there that is pretty cool and pretty decent and is not just judging me by what I look like. You know, you can be that person. So I think it's good to, yeah, like put your finger at somebody else and say, hey, you know what, you didn't stand up for me. But if you're not saying saying, I'm not pointing a finger at nobody. Like I, I've been that person and I'm tired of being that person because I mean, I, I, I'm, I was, I really try to be that person, but you know, it just didn't work out. You said you don't even feel like standing up for your own people. I mean, I, honestly, at this point, like, I think it's just, I stand up for myself, to be honest with you. But it's going to be such a lonely life. I mean, that's, that's what I've been through though. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it might change, you know, maybe I might go through some things that, you know, change my way of thought but i mean this goes for and i know this is all coming out now but i, I really i really didn't want to ever want to like let this out but like i mean i don't even trust some cream people like i don't trust my own kind i don't trust anybody really and that's that's you got some uh some self-work to do yeah. yeah i think that i think andy man like a lot of times it's 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 the the circles you surround yourself with. I know I've been blessed in my life to be around people from who have uplifted me, the people I can consider friends. Um, like we discovered today, me and Mike have known each other since, you know, almost 20 years now, me and Brandy, over 10 years. These are my friends. They, you know, these are people I know I can count on. They can count on me to stand up and fight for them. And I know if they need me, I'm going to be there. These are my friends, and, and not just them. I'm saying, and I'm just using them for example because you can see the length of time I've known them. That's why I brought that up. Um, Tiffany, for example, even, you know, that was my friend. She was my friend before this, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and I've never thought of her as, other than her saying, your favorite Korean girl, Tiffany. That's the only time I think of her as Korean Tiffany. I don't tell my friends, oh, this is the Korean Tiffany I'm talking. No. It's just Tiffany, you know what I'm saying? And I know I'm not alone in thinking that way. So I have plenty of Korean friends and plenty of Asian friends, period, that they're just my friends. They're just people. They're, they're, they are who they are. So it just depends on who you surround yourself with that makes all the difference in the world. Because I trust these people. I trust them to do what they're going to do. Now, will they do everything I want them to do? Probably not. But I just trust them to be honest with me. I trust them to tell me how they feel and to get me where I'm going. So it's, it's, it's who you surround yourself with. 
not everybody's worthy and it doesn't matter the color of their skin to me. I got some some white people I can count on and trust too in my life that I'm, you know, proud to know. And I, I know I can depend on them. But it's 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 who you know in, in this individual people. But the bottom line is we're all the same in God's eyes. And just just make sure you surround yourself, even in your new business venture, make sure you surround yourself with people in place that feel right spiritually emotionally you know they should uplift you if they don't you're in the wrong circle so that's the key for me we'll see how it goes but i mean i mean i mean i get it man but a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything i mean i, I get it y'all but i mean you know what i'm saying but i, I try to be that dude but we'll see how it goes, man. But you, I mean, I, once again, you have to be. You know what I'm saying? And and when I say what I say, like, a lot of times, man, am I right about everybody I come in contact with? Have I been burned in my life? Yes. But it doesn't change how I feel about the next person. It doesn't change. I don't go into relationships bringing back what happened to me in the past. I, I, I heal from those. I learn from them. But it's not the same. It's just it's, it's different. Each individual relationships should bring about a different result. And once again, not everybody's the same. So I can't say, you know, for me, I trust me, if that makes sense. And if you trust yourself, it doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't matter what anybody else do because I trust myself. I bet on me every single time, no matter what I've been through, successes, failures, everything. I've, I've been on top knock on wood because, you know, because I believe in God. I believe he puts me in positions to be successful. And he surrounds me with people to help me to make this thing happen. Whatever it is I want to do, I feel like I can do with his power and his grace and him allowing me to be with people who can help me to get there. And it's the same thing with you. You know, you just got to believe that and you got to trust yourself and trust your gut and trust your instincts. And also be with people who you can open your mouth to and speak freely. If you feel like you can't, if you feel a certain way and you can't express it, once again, you're in the wrong circle. That's a good point, I get it, man. Look, like I'm, I'm not taking this like in one year out the other. Like everything you're saying, like I feel it. Like I, I've been there. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I'm slowly, slowly losing faith in humanity. And you know, you're right. Like you know, maybe it shouldn't be about race. Like you know, it's this person is just a good person. That's why I fuck with him. You know. But at the end of the day. That's not always the case, you know. At the end of the day, you know, I'm still going to be that Asian boy, no matter what. I think no, that's just have been hurt a lot. Maybe, like Shelton said, just surround yourself with somebody who loves you. You have a girl that loves you dearly, and she ditched everything to be with you here. Right. And maybe it's a perfect but, thing to just be with her and, you know, surround yourself in love. And maybe that will change your mind to open your heart to other people. We'll see. But yeah, man, let's, uh, let's, let's move on. Cause I feel like we're kind of going on, but, um, I know we're in a really dark mood right now, but let's, let's lighten it up. Everybody's favorite part of the show. One. And the list goes on as number one, police brutality. Number two, corruption. Number three, racism. 
And number four, rapists. All of them got to go. And who made this list? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, wait. What's number four? It's gone off of my thing. Rapists. Okay, there it is. Yeah, somebody took the move. Yeah, I accidentally deleted that one. I'll put it back. Yeah, number four is racist, uh, uh, rapist. I'm sorry. Uh, I think we should edit this part out <laughs> and come up with a new list. I didn't make this one. Was not me. Yeah. What's the new list, KP? <laughs> <laughs> um, Go ahead and make one. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to like lighten it up. I have one. Okay. If you were to be born again, one's gotta go. White, black, Asian, Latino. <laughs> I thought that in my head. I thought that in my head, but I didn't. I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. If you had to be reborn again, say that one more time. You get to choose what race you're born with next life. Which one? One's gotta go. White, black, <laughs> Latino, Asian. One's gotta go. One's got to go. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's deep. I would say white. Oh, well, yeah. I feel like that's an, um, that's an easy pick. Yeah. No, let me not say that. Yeah. That's not true. That's What's, not an easy pick. That was not an easy pick. That's not easy. I would say white's got to go just because, like, Because it sounds like the right thing to say. No, it's it like, like the right I just feel like it's easy no, I feel like, I mean, okay, you get privilege and you got a lot of shit you don't have to worry about, right? But, like, yo, white people are boring, though, man. Like, man, white boy fun is crazy fun. I think of bread. <laughs> hey, man. You got white man, just not worry about it. <laughs> right. Like, they, I don't know, like, it's just bland and there's no culture. It's just bland. It depends on how white you are. Well, let's say generally speaking, that's what we're like talking about, though, right? Culture. Going mudding, listening to country music, having yeah. a campfire in the backyard. Yeah, I ain't about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that kind of white life. Yeah. yeah it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, cool. I'm cool with the country music, the, you know, off roading. I don't like camping. We'll see if you're born white, you would like it. Maybe. What, what would y'all say? What's y'all's pick? This one's gotta go. Um, one's gotta go. White people. I want to be black. <laughs> yeah, the black is like the best. Well, I'm gonna keep the one's gotta go. Oh yeah. I like Mexicans because <laughs> yeah. they always don't give you a good deal on whatever they do, and they're gonna do it right the first time. Most of them gonna do it right the first time. So I. Got to keep our Mexican brother. I'm sorry, y'all. I wouldn't want to be Asian. You gotta stop saying Mexican, man. You wouldn't want to be Asian? Latinos. Um, why? Just because Latinos, to me, dang, that's tough. If, I would, I want to be black first, of course, because that's what I am and that's what I know and that's my heritage, my culture. Um, white, just to try, because I would have a bigger impact on making change. And um, Latinos, they make some banging food, man. They food is banging. So you wouldn't want to be Asian? Uh, out of the group. Why? Out of the four. That's why. That's, right, that's so you, you would rather be a um, white dude than an Asian dude? Yes. 
Okay, why why wouldn't you want to be an Asian dude? It's not that I wouldn't want to be an Asian you dude. You said you didn't want to be an Asian dude. Why don't you want to be an Asian dude? I'm saying that Shell don't like salt on his food. What's wrong with my dad, bro? Nothing, nothing. Right. <laughs> Shell Shelton don't like salt on his food, y'all. I would I would be an Asian woman. That's what I would be. <laughs> 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 nah, that's tough, born, man. That's hey, tough. hey, you don't have to you don't have to be reborn to become an Asian woman. No. Oh, yeah, you can just do <laughs> So, okay, why would you want to be an Asian woman over an Asian man? I'm just—I was joking about that part. But like I said, out of the four, it would be between Latino and Asian that that I would have to choose from to not be. And I just like their food better. <laughs> I think well, I could be—I would be Rico Suave. So he just, cool, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just cool. If I was see if I was an if I was an Asian man, I'd be in some K I'd be in a K pop group. Hey, That'd hey, be, uh, hey, K pop do well if women go crazy over K pop. Uh, no, they do. They do. I'm just saying if I'm Rico Suave though, man. Rico get out of ladies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna have to get rid of the white people too though, because they erase history. Or they not erase it. They 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 try to. They always trying to rewrite history across the board, mm. from the Bible to. But see, that would be that would be why I would want to be white because I would be trying to be that. I would be the one to try to break it. You know what I'm saying? Given the history of the the white ancestors, I I don't think that would be a mindset. Yeah. Like, are you coming back as the same spirit? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we well that's what we're going by. We would have to be the same, because I wouldn't want to come back with their mindset. No, that that would be number one, of course. Everybody's but, bad, but you know, like if you are exactly the same way, but your race changes, color of your skin changes. Yes, man. Listen, we we go through some things, but I love being black. I love yeah. being wretched. I love being able to turn on my white girl voice if necessary. Like, <laughs> I look like, come on, earrings, lip gloss. I couldn't find my lip gloss. I didn't want to wake the baby up. But, you know, like, these seeds, you know? Like, these the seeds. And, <laughs> I like, have culture without black people. And, like, each culture, or culture, each race has their own problems. I don't want white problems. Like, black problems are, are, are one thing, but I don't want, like, White problems. Like I don't what, is a, like, what is a white problem? <laughs> good problem. You as a white man would be would be right. straight. But, like I wouldn't want for me to have to um to like deal with what my ancestors did to everybody, like all the all the time. So like how we're on one side of you know racism and dealing with I don't I wouldn't want to be on the other side. Does that, does that make especially, sense? Especially if you're a decent white guy that really doesn't fuck with that shit. Does that make sense? Like, remember that time I told you I got scolded by a white guy because I made an Asian joke? Because, like... Hey, what? I never told you about that story? Right, you tell black jokes all the time. I wish... <laughs> I wish somebody would. <laughs> it, was a, it was a white bartender at a venue. It was all-Asian crowd. And he couldn't find me because he was supposed to get my drink. I was like, no, nah, man, it's cool. I know we all look alike. And he got really mad. 
he like, probably he probably got mad because people he, probably think he's racist and he's tired of yeah exactly exactly yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. he that was, was like don't fucking say that bro yeah yeah, yeah. nah man the, I, don't, I don't ever want to be in that that position <laughs> I, I don't, know. don't say that about me but yeah, for two listeners, tell us what y'all think, man. Which which one's got to stay? Which one's got to go? You know where to find us. Um, this was another episode of Black Korea. I was your host, Andy. It's your boy, KP. It's your guy, Sheldon J. Randy Amanda. Your favorite Korean girl, Tiffany. And as always in the back, Mr. Mike Dunnett. MDZ. We'll see y'all next week. I won't. Hey. Hey, pound down. Can y'all see my armpit? Because I haven't shaved. Yes, I did. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I thought you had a midget in the headlock down there. Korea, Korea.